Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to episode number 26 with Justin Bennett. Today, Justin is going to talk about a wonderful economic concept. It's called the time value of money. So, Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing well, well, well. And so my question to you first is, we need to start with an operational definition here, right? So can you tell us what you mean by time value of money? So time value of money is the highest net rate of return available to an individual, a family, or a business. So I think that's probably the cleanest way for us to define time value of money, Matt. Break that down. Well, I think I'm going to have you unpack that just a little bit more because I've also heard it referred to as lost opportunity cost. Are we talking about the same thing there? We are. So time value of money as well as uh, lost opportunity cost are one and of the same. They are exactly the same thing. We just, again, like to be clear when we clear, simple, and short Mm -hmm. when defining it. So it's the highest net rate of return available to an individual, a family, or a business. Okay. Now, what does that take into account, though? Does that take into account income? Does that take into account? So so the, the, the application of that, mm-hmm. right, the application of the time value of money would be something like the following, okay? So I think what happens is people inside of their planning find themselves paying for things that are defined as being costs, okay? So it's a cost. So it's something that they have to lay money out for and the money that they lay out for that that particular financial tool, financial instrument, financial strategy, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, if they can't recapture that money and use it again for another purpose in the future, then what we would help clients understand is that it's not just the cost to whatever that tool, that product, that strategy, that behavior might be. But if the money cannot be used again in the future for something additionally, mm-hmm. right, that would suggest that the, the money, the outlay, is also not able to be subject to a rate of return, a growth rate, an interest rate, right? So what we help clients understand is that there's this true life reality mm-hmm. that if you spend a dollar somewhere, it's not just the dollar that you spend, it's also the interest that that dollar is not earning on a go forward basis. Okay. Okay. And, you know, I think when you pause and you think about it, you know, it does on, on the surface and at first, you know, seem a little abstract, Matt, does that make sense? I mean, it, it, it's, it's an abstract concept for a lot of people. However, it's a real concept, right? So I'll give you an example, right? Okay. Okay. I think this might be valuable. You know, there's there's a, a an ongoing conversation around life insurance, okay? Mm-hmm. That you know would would sound a little bit like, oh no, yeah, term insurance is 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 the right thing for you, and then you could like invest the money into the stock market. But then there's also a conversation that sounds like, 
oh yeah, whole life insurance is the best thing for you and don't worry about the stock market, right? Right. It's so, an either or, right? Yeah, I've heard those arguments. Yes, right. So it's like it's like there's there's for whatever reason like the financial planning industry has created this this divide between the two conversations. And you know, at Bennett Financial, we fundamentally you know, find ourselves in a position to educate clients that we don't come from either of those two schools of mm-hmm. thought. We come from the school of thought that with the presence of life insurance and with the presence of investments, the two could work extremely well together. Mm-hmm. But we do need to recognize that in crafting this type of planning, we want to make sure that costs are as low as they possibly can. Because as we mentioned in the beginning, it's not just the cost, but it's the lost interest. So by definition, term life insurance serves a purpose for a temporary period the way that we see it. Mm -hmm. So it would lock in somebody's current insurability, their current health profile, their young age, and it gives them the ability to grow into their planning and gradually convert the term insurance over into whole life, Mm -hmm. right? But the challenge is if if the term insurance never is converted yes. because there's not the proper planning done by the professional and there's not the service provided by the professional that the consumer deserves, then what ends up happening is the consumer is left with term insurance for a longer term period, like 20, 25, or 30 years. And then it becomes when you take this time value of money and you apply it to term life insurance, it would not just be the cumulative outlay for the term insurance, it would also be the lost life insurance benefit that mm-hmm. wasn't paid if the life ins- if the term life insurance policy expires. Right. right, Matt? Yes, yes. So the family would not receive a life insurance benefit. They also would not have the ability to earn interest or a rate of return on the life insurance benefit that was never paid. So there's a there's an opportunity cost. There's a time value of money associated with the life insurance benefit, and there's an opportunity cost or a time value of money associated with the cumulative outlay on the term insurance premium. Well, I'm going to play massive devil's advocate for you here because I was I heard from a CPA recently that they thought, even though they're not insurance licensed, I, I definitely want to highlight that that they're not insurance professionals that. Whole life insurance, even if you're doing that conversion from term, is just too expensive. What are they talking about? I don't – I seem to be missing the point. Yeah. So I recognize that whether it be a CPA, another professional in a different craft, mm-hmm. or somebody that's just unrelated to the financial business will oftentimes voice their bias, their opinion – And what I often say to the people that I serve is that I can't really speak to, I can't really speak to what they said because I wasn't present in that conversation. Mm -hmm. However, I can speak to what we do and how we come at this thing called planning. So, you know, I do think that there's a lot of conversation and jargon and misinformation and confusion uh, in the marketplace. And so what I would say to you, Matt, in regards to maybe that interaction that you had with that CPA mm-hmm. is number one, I can't really speak to it cause I wasn't present. Sure. However, you know, I think that, you know, I also could say that I'm not in the tax planning business. And so therefore <laughs> I would never be able to right. voice or 
offer my opinion or my bias on on taxes because that's not what I do, right? right? Justin, can you give us another example of of this idea of the the time value of money so that our our listeners can kind of sink their teeth into this a little bit deeper? Sure, absolutely. I think just a real quick example would be as it relates to investments, okay? And so what we see from time to time is that clients, new prospective clients are introduced to us from existing clients with the idea that we can help serve them in their planning. And so, as I mentioned, and I continue to mention, and will always mention that investment planning is one component of an overall comprehensive planning conversation. But inside of the investment management conversation, what we see far too often is that somebody gives us a statement, we look at their investment statement, and we recognize that there happens to be retail mutual funds in their investment account, whether it be a retirement account or a non-retirement account, and they're paying a management fee. So so you end up effectively, from a cost perspective, paying the management fee as well as a fairly higher priced mutual fund retail fee. And so what we explain to clients is that, you know, I think a, a management fee is absolutely a properly priced management fee is absolutely the purest way to do it. And the internal investments, assuming somebody's going to use funds, should be institutional share classes, not retail share classes. And the costs for that institutional share class is going to come down dramatically. And so what ends up happening is we're able to demonstrate that it's the it's the delta, it's the difference between the retail share class and the institutional share class over a long-term period that is going to have a time value of money associated with it that could end up being substantially like a lot of money. And so therefore, if, if we can recognize early on in our relationships with our clients that we can structure their investments in a more efficient way, then this additional fee that they shouldn't otherwise pay won't be subject to this time value of money. So we'll recapture a lot of money for them. Mm-hmm. How do you find that though? Do you help your clients or, or people who are coming in to, to find out more about Benefinancial Financial find out what those those sorts of fees are? Because I've seen prospectus before, Justin, and dear God, it's like reading a foreign language. How is there an easy way to do it? Yeah. I mean, look, you could, if somebody wants to pause their life, right, <laughs> their personal life and their professional life, and they want to go to the internet and they want to take each fund by its name, do a search mm-hmm. and then get, you know, 6 million hits back and (laughs) trying to decipher which one's reliable and then try to figure out what the expense ratio is and then go into the next fund and do the same search. And Hmm. they could certainly do that, right? Now, while they're doing that, the rest of their life is on pause. I think people that are really busy that authentically want to spend time with their family and are super successful in their craft don't want to do that. And so therefore, they hire us to do that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Good, good, good. Well, that makes sense. That's kind of where I was hoping you would go there because uh, it, it is frustrating as all get out to try to find that information. And in dealing with a professional like you, you're able to pull that information and make it understandable, which is why I like the podcast so much. You do a great job of educating the listeners on on things that, you know, there you do work with busy people and people are getting busier and busier. And it's good to outsource it to somebody who you can trust and, and who really does know their stuff. 
Closing thoughts then. Yeah, you know, listen, just understand the impact of the time value of money on, you know, any important decisions that somebody might be making as it relates to financial products and financial strategies. So don't just get caught up on, you know, what the cost may be, but really understand and quantify what that time value of money is on that cost if we're suggesting and pointing out that the product or the strategy is is by definition a true cost. So I think, you know, spend some time on the time value of money and that helps determine if the decision at hand is the proper decision or not. And if you want to know more and have a chance to sit down and talk to Justin or anybody on his team, just go to the website. Again, it's BennettFG.com. And there's a really great contact us page. Uh, He's got a couple of locations here where he can meet with you. Uh, Make sure that you fill that out. And that way you can sit down with him and or his team and find out answers to a lot of the questions that we talk about on these podcasts and truly get educated on what you've got going on. So, Justin, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Matt. And for uh, everybody at Bennett Financial Group, this is Matt Hallard, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.